Hello and welcome to Guru Please, the show about pushing the limits of life and stepping up to live with more meaning, more purpose, and more passion. I'm your host, Jessica Sun. I'd like to introduce Elisa Garcia. Lisa is an interior designer and founder of Zen Spaces, a California-based interior design build firm. She synergizes psychology, neuroscience, aging, health, fitness, and mindfulness into the design of spaces that people thrive in. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So I wanted to ask you first, you're an interior designer by trade, and what got you interested in all those other subjects like psychology and health and what got you wanting to integrate all of those things? Well, I think those are the things that um, in, um, I was concerned about for myself. I, I, I think there's this saying in like therapy that research is knee search. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I was raised by an architect, so I became an architect. I thought I knew from the very, a very young age that I would be an architect and I would never question that. But I was also very interested in psychology and spirituality, in nature. When I was young, I read Frank Lloyd Wright's autobiography, and he talked about putting a capital N on nature and calling that God, Mm -hmm. um, which really spoke to me. I was very interested from a young age in meditation and being present and getting out to nature and just, you know, being as healthy as possible, basically. I see. Okay. So you find yourself now with a design build firm emphasizing wellness as part of how we design spaces. Let's talk about the basic elements of wellness-based interior design. Okay. Well, there's a lot, but I guess the the overview is we spend over 90% of our time indoors in buildings. Mm -hmm. So buildings and our environment has a huge impact on us, not just mentally, but emotionally and physically. We are finding out in recent years that building materials affect our health. A lot of building materials are toxic. They off-gas volatile organic compounds, which we refer to as VOCs. So basically everything in our buildings and the furniture and the paint, the flooring, everything pretty much is off-gassing VOCs. And that's causing a lot of illnesses. It's causing headaches. It's causing fatigue. A lot of women specifically have fatigue issues and autoimmune disorders. I don't know if it's all caused by being in unhealthy environments. It certainly is part of it. So if you, if you can basically redesign your space so that it has as few of those toxic materials as possible, that's great. But there's also a lot of other stuff that goes into designing for wellness. Like, for example, sleep is super important for your health. Mm-hmm. The way your space is lit affects your hormones when melatonin is released in your body, when serotonin is released in your body, the color of the light throughout the day affects all of that. What we try and do is we try and have a lot of daylight so that your body follows 
the rhythm of the sun. And then as far as our artificial lights go, we try and also mimic the natural sun. In the morning, you want to have a lot of bright blue light to energize you. Mm -hmm. As you go towards midday, you want the light to be more yellow. You want to start dimming the lights. And in, in the evening, you want your light to be more red, less blue, because if there's blue light in the evening, your body won't release melatonin, which is required for good sleep. Hmm. So we could do that with a combination of, you know, windows, the right kind of window treatments like blinds and curtains and sheer drapes, but also with lighting, there's technology that mimics that basically that supports your circadian rhythm so that it allows for good sleep. Hmm. Even just colors. I mean, I think everyone knows that certain colors affect your mood. Right. But it also affects your physiology, like the color green and really any, any sort of hint of nature in a space, whether it's like sounds of nature or materials or patterns that mimic nature reduces stress hormones in your body. It reduces your blood pressure. It changes your heart rhythm, um, changes your hormones. The pink instantly decreases the testosterone in your body and makes you less aggressive. The color red instantly increases testosterone and makes you more aggressive and more energetic. And I think that's probably because in nature, you know, as we were evolving, green was kind of our background color, you know, mm -hmm. with trees and grass and red meant something exciting. Either it was a berry that we could eat, you know, something we could eat, or it was blood, you know? So mm -hmm that could also mean danger. And so, you know, it's interesting. I, I'm very also into history and how we evolved. It's interesting to kind of relate how we evolved and, and why these things affect us um, chemically. Yeah, it sounds like it all comes back to nature and how humans used to live for just tens of thousands of years before cities, before buildings and what we have today. Right. It's, I mean, we're, we're relatively new to living inside and this is not natural for us. It's, it's convenient. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I really don't want to go back to living outdoors, but we just need to make some tweaks to get us more in line with the way our bodies are supposed to work because our mm -hmm. bodies have not really evolved fast enough to account for us being inside all the times and us being under fluorescent lights, which, mm -hmm. you know, is really very bad for you. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you, you don't want like fluorescent lights flicker all day long and it's just bad for your brain, but also the way a space is designed can really affect your lifestyle. It could promote, you know, whether you're physically fit, the ergonomics of a space could, you know, help or hurt your back. Yeah. If you're sitting all day long, I mean, that's got a really bad health effect. I mean, it could just be simple things like having a stand up desk or having an adjustable desk so you can sit and stand. Mm -hmm. I also design custom sprinter RVs. And the whole point of that business is not only to get people out to nature, but it really kind of continues this idea of lifestyle design. Like you can basically, it can be your daily driver. You can work, you know, with Wi-Fi. You can go work at the beach. 
You can go out for a run at lunch. You can come back and shower in your little RV. You can take a nap, but it can also have your desk and your files and everything, even a printer, everything you need. It has AC. I mean, it's basically it's customized to the lifestyle that you want to lead. Mm. And really that's what it's all about. Like I want to help people feel alive. And for me, that means having more freedom. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling a lot of people feel that way. They want to, they don't want to be driving to an office every day and sitting in mm-hmm. front of a computer for eight or nine or 10 hours a day anymore. Like that, everyone knows that's not good for you. Right. So, you know, if that's what you have to do, there are certainly things that we can do in a space to make it healthier. Mm-hmm. You know, we can put a shower in a space. We could put some sort of exercise equipment in a space. We could put a meditation studio in a space. Like, like if these are like corporate environments, there's lots of things you can do. You can have like a little, a little space to do yoga. I mean, if you have to go to a corporate space, there's plenty of things we could do. Or if you're stuck at home, there's plenty of things that we could do to encourage healthy habits. Mm-hmm. We just finished a really beautiful home gym for someone who basically can't go to the gym right now because of COVID, Yeah, but they were not feeling motivated to work out. So that is now motivating them to work out. So just depending, I, I try and get to know people and understand that the lifestyle that they want and then figure out how their interior space or maybe an extra vehicle can support that lifestyle so people can live life to the fullest and come alive. Mm. And really that's, that's what I want for myself. And so that's why I want to do that for other people. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure that out for myself every day too. You know, Mm -hmm. how do I work a little bit less and have more balance? Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of us, because we're finding ourselves at home, basically most of the time, essentially, it's hard to maintain that balance because suddenly our workspace is our life living space. And a lot of people I speak to will just have trouble uh, setting those boundaries in a sense, because the physical boundaries are no longer there. I mean, what are some ways we can kind of tighten that up a bit and have those boundaries and reduce the amount of distraction? So maybe that we can really consolidate our work into just like its own unit to be able to have our own Mm -hmm. time after that. Yeah, that's, that's really a challenge. Obviously the RV helps with that. If you have the space for it, if you have a driveway, it could be a separate space. It could be a she shed. It could be a man cave. It can be a meditation studio. It can be your office. It can be a napping room. It could be a music studio. Like it can be basically just extra space if you don't have it in your home. And if you don't have a driveway or anywhere or, you know, or a place to park on the street and an extra vehicle is not the thing for you, then what I suggest is just try and convert a little space into a workspace that's not your dining room table or certainly not your bedroom because you have to train your mind to have everything should have kind of its function. You certainly don't want to be working where you're supposed to be sleeping. You want to train your brain to think of your bedroom as the place where you sleep or do other fun activities, uh, <laughs> but not, not work. Mm-hmm. It's basically, it should be sex and sleep. That's what your bedroom should be for. Mm-hmm. 
So, and the dining room table is tough because it just is not ergonomically friendly. Mm, So you're going to end up a lot of pain if you do that for very long. And there's a lot of distractions. So what you could do is if you have a closet, you can convert the closet. You could put a mirror behind it Mm. or on the backside of it so that it feels a little bit bigger and you can kind of see out when, when you're facing in. Another thing you can do is kind of create like a little um, hang fabric from the ceiling and create kind of like a little um, teepee or tent for yourself. Mm. With hooks on your ceiling, you can make it kind of large enough that you can have a desk. You can have maybe even a little chair and a meditation or a meditation pillow in there or something Mm -hmm. just to kind of keep your work stuff hidden and give you a sense of privacy so that like all your, when you walk into your space, you're not seeing a bunch of paperwork. There's not a lot Mm -hmm. of clutter Mm -hmm. and that's all hidden away. Or you can just, if you're working, basically don't want to be bothered. That's a way to get a little bit of privacy so that people won't bother you or they know that you're working and that they shouldn't like come and talk to you. Yeah. Um, Those are two ideas, but it, it is challenging right now for sure. Yeah. It's so easy to go back into work mode and kind of go in and out of that. Yeah. Let's talk about the wellness room that you mentioned. Like maybe it's a meditation studio, yoga studio. What's the function of having that be a separate room than let's just say your, your own bedroom? Whether it's like in your home or like in an office space, it just kind of trains your brain if it's a separate room to, to do what it's supposed to do in that space. And that space would be designed differently than maybe a workspace. A workspace might be designed for focus. It might be designed for more energy. So you might use different colors, different lightings in a workspace. You might have brighter light for, for reading, a task lighting, basically that sort of thing in a workspace. In a relaxation or a meditation room, you're going to use like calmer colors. You're going to use different lighting. You might have aromatherapy. You might have a sound system. All the things needed to support you getting relaxed. And so you don't necessarily want to be super relaxed if you're trying to work. You know, you you might want to be more energized or more focused depending on what it is that you do. So there are different things that can support each of those functions. And that's the reason to have them be separate. Yeah, got it. So the foundation of it all is, okay, what are you doing in this space? And how are you trying to feel as you do those things? Exactly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. And then how can how can the design of the space support that function, that feel, that mood, that the cognitive faculties that you need at the time, all of that. Hmm. How is your space laid out? Like your spaces? As far as my home or my office or what? Yeah. Kind of all of that. How have you designed it to fit your own lifestyle? I live in Santa Barbara where the cost of living is pretty expensive. So I have a relatively small condominium, which is really not big enough for me and my family. So I, for the first, for that reason, I started rehabbing or renovating the sprinter vans into Mm -hmm. RVs. Mm -hmm. So that's what I use because my house is really not big enough for me to have my own separate space. 
So the van accomplishes that for me. It has a refrigerator and a stove so that I can wow. uh, have it fully stocked and eat really healthy all day long. It has a toilet and a shower so I can exercise and shower and get ready again and then go to another work meeting without it completely disrupting my day. It has a, a spot for napping or relaxing if I choose to do that. You know, it allows me to stand up and work or sit down. So it has really everything that I need, you know, and, and basically supports the lifestyle that I want. Typically, I go and park on the beach and open the windows so that I can hear the waves and the seagulls. And that just puts me in a very relaxed state. So, you know, you can also do something similar in your home if you have, if you have the space for it, but I, I don't. And my office, we do a lot of in-house construction with, we do a lot of woodwork. So it's very loud. It's not a relaxing place to be. So mm -hmm. I'll check in like once a day at my office, but I don't necessarily want to surround myself with that all day long, that loud, the saws and all the people chit-chatting and that sort of thing. So I also, I should mention, I have a three-year-old at home mm -hmm. and because of COVID, she wasn't in preschool. She recently went back because we, it was just a lot not having her in preschool. But so mm -hmm. the, the van also allowed me just to have like my own personal space where I could nap or, you know, a three-year-old is extremely loud. <laughs> um, <laughs> at my age, I'm 50. So <laughs> wow. It was, yeah, it, it took some getting used to. I don't, I mean, there's a reason why you're not supposed to have a toddler at 50 years old. <laughs> so uh, I wasn't doing very well with not, with sleepless nights. So I needed often a place to like have a one hour power nap. I couldn't do it at home because I, there was a screaming child. So that also, the van also enabled me to have just a place to get away for even it was just an hour. So a lot of people kind of, you know, even if they don't have a kid, they, they could definitely use their own private space. Yeah. That's what that accomplishes. If you don't have that space at home in my home, I, I try and have a lot of plants as many as can. Um, plants are a really good air purifier and we recommend one plant for every hundred square feet. I do use as much non-toxic furnishings and finishes as I can, as I can afford. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I definitely implement all the things that I, that I preach. I, I try and practice those things too, for my own health. Yeah. Yeah. What are some little tweaks or fixes that anyone can just do? And also, have you noticed repeated elements of people's homes that really run against wellness? I mean, I would say lighting is the biggie. Like so many people are not getting good sleep and like sleep disorders are so prevalent now. And sleep yeah. is perhaps the most important thing you could do for your health. I think like it's probably sleep, water, exercise, and nutrition. Yeah. You know, you're having any sort of mental issues, any sort of anger or depression, frustration, irritability health issues. And these can mostly be remedied with, with good sleep, like good, like eight or nine hours of, sleep, which I know a lot of people think is unheard of now. So lighting, um, just changing the lighting in your house, 
you can get light bulbs which change from yellow to blue. I would say yellowish to bluish. They're not like bright blue, but they have more of a blue tint to them. So I try and be, I have this full spectrum lamp that I have on first thing in the morning right by me to energize me and just to get my um, serotonin levels up. And then as the day goes on and you go into evening, eliminate any blue light, turn, turn your lamp to the yellow or a reddish light instead. And then your body will start making melatonin and you'll be able to sleep better if that's the case. Other tweaks, I would say like the plants is good. Very good to have a lot of air purification, ventilation, have windows that open, have screens in your window so that you can get some nice cross ventilation in there. Let's see what else. I'm trying to think of things that are not really expensive, you know, that wouldn't require like a wholesale switch out of everything you own. Because of course, mm-hmm. I want to say if you have, you know, if your face space is filled with toxic materials and furniture, then change it all out. But that would cost tens of thousands of dollars. So I'm just trying to think of like little things you could do. I mean, I think where you sleep and where you spend the most amount of time is where you should focus. So your bedroom, your sheets, your mattress should be non-toxic. That's really where you want to spend the money. Just think about the places where you spend the most amount of time. We spend like, you know, hopefully eight or nine hours in our bedroom. So I would say, you know, start with your bedroom and see what you can change out a kind of inexpensive way to combat toxic materials and furniture is to use a primer um, that is VOC free. I specifically recommend a company called Safe Coat, which locks in the VOC. So you can basically repaint your stuff with Safe Coat primer and paint. And that locks in the VOC so that it's not off-gassing anymore. If you do have to buy new furniture, obviously buy VOC-free furniture or buy really old furniture. As long as it's not moldy or mildewy, if it's old enough, it will have off-gassed all of the VOCs already. Mm. So those are just a couple ways that you can, um, you know, without spending too much money, improve like specifically your bedroom where you spend a lot of time. Also having cleanable surfaces is important, you know, like if you can eliminate your shag carpet, flooring that you can clean, have non-porous materials. You can even add a coating to materials. Like we do that in kitchens and hospitals and stuff so that they're antimicrobial. Hmm. So those are just a few hints. Okay. And on the topic of furniture, how do we know if our furniture is... VOC. There's a handful. There's not a lot, but there's probably 20 or so manufacturers that make VOC furniture. So it's actually pretty mm-hmm. challenging to find furniture in the style you want and the configuration you want that's VOC free. We actually do a lot of custom furniture for that reason because mm-hmm. everything we make is, is VOC free. Mm-hmm. But the more affordable stuff, it's hard to find. You know, it's going to be cheap particle board that has formaldehyde and VOCs. Got it. But there's, you know, basically a company, it'll, they'll make it obvious. It'll be like green guard certified, which it means it has low VOCs typically mm-hmm. pottery barn and restoration hardware. And some of the bigger furniture stores are, are now getting into specific lines that have lower VOCs. So they have both of those 
companies have Green Guard certified lines now. Mm-hmm. The picking, I mean, it's still kind of slim pickings, but you can, uh, West Elm is another company that has a Green Guard certified line. You know, basically you just have to look for those certifications. There's a handful of them, but the websites typically make it pretty obvious. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't know that was even a thing to be looking out for. So, yeah. 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 I mean, you can smell it, you know, with, if something's brand new, Mm-hmm. that's that brand new smell. <laughs> that's actually really bad. That, that oh. That's what's toxic. I mean, if you can smell it, then you really don't want to have it in your house. Certainly not in your bed. I mean, hmm. a lot of mattresses are really stinky at first. And, and think about it, you're laying on top of them every single night for, you know, eight hours a night. So that's why I would say that that would be a very good place to start is just switch out your mattress for an organic mattress. It can be organic cotton, organic hemp. It could be organic latex. There's a few different options. Mm, Okay. I see. How does like the placement of furniture affect spaces? That can affect your habits, obviously functionality. I mean, we've been doing that for years. Like whether it affects whether you're productive, if your furniture is placed in in a functional way, but it can also affect your habits. Like, for example, if you're sitting at your desk looking and you can see your refrigerator, (laughs) you're going to eat a lot more Mm -hmm. than if you can't see your refrigerator. If, Mm -hmm. you know, so I would say place your, your desk if you can, so that you have a view. I mean, that's ideal because a view of nature or even a city view, you know, any sort of view in daylight, mm-hmm. you know, because you, you spend a lot of time at your desk. You probably spend between eight and 10 hours a day sitting at your desk. So that's another place to pay special attention to. So what do you mm-hmm. you're sitting at or standing at your desk? You probably want to keep the TV in a spot where you're not tempted to watch it a lot. You maybe want to arrange things so that you're kind of forced to, if you are going to eat, maybe have your office, if you have a large house, as far away from the kitchen as possible so that at least you get exercise, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. but you're going to be less likely to want to eat a lot, but, you know, stock up your office with maybe a mini fridge and have a bunch of cold waters to inspire you to drink water all day long. There's lots of little things you can do to change your habits. Mm -hmm. What are some of the biggest changes you've done like with your clientele? Gosh, I mean, it's everything. I mean, we've done full, full remodels to get rid of everything that's toxic in a space. Mm -hmm. We've done plenty of those where we bought all new furniture, repainted, put in new flooring, new draperies, and just completely rehabbed the space so that everything was healthy. Wow. Also looked at how to help people achieve major lifestyle changes, as we talk, talked about already. So that's, that's all over the map. But I would say most people want to change habits. They want to be healthier. They want to eat better. They want to get inspired to be fit. Mm-hmm might want like a space dedicated to exercise that actually inspires them to use it. Or they might want to have, like I said, a mini fridge with lots of waters or a bowl of fruit within their reach from their desk. You know, changing out the lighting, like I said, is another biggie. Yeah, it's really interesting to consider 
how what we're looking at every single day and the the objects that surround us including our own furniture how they actually really do have a big impact on our habits our health our sleep how we eat how much water we have and these are things that people don't really emphasize that much i think mostly it's about your own internal motivation to form a habit as opposed to setting up your environment in a way that facilitates that. Right. Yeah. I don't think people realize how much their environment affects them, Yeah. but it has a huge effect on our life. It can drastically change the way you live, you know, if you're willing to just make a few changes and it's sometimes not super obvious and you do need the help of a designer. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these things you can do on your own, like changing out your light bulbs Mm -hmm. or, you know, now that I've mentioned some things, I think people will probably be able to think of things on their, on their own. Yeah. Rearranging their desk, maybe changing the color in their space, depending on how they want to use it, Mm -hmm. having a dedicated meditation nook or having a dedicated yoga nook or a little nook that has weights that might have a nice view. Because no one wants to work out in a dark space or a space that has white walls and nothing to look at. Mm. You know, like windows are super important for, for motivation. Mm. People, people want to look out at the world. Put your weights, you could put them in front of the TV. Sure, everybody does that. But also if you do have like a city view, a view with some where you can watch life go by, you know, that would be a great place to put your weights. Interesting. I wonder why that is like, why is it that people want to be watching the world and looking out a window? Yeah, I think it has to do with our evolution again. And we want to feel connected, you know, Mm -hmm. to a community. Mm -hmm. We want to feel part of something bigger. Mm -hmm. The way our brains are wired, we want, you know, we want like a a vista. We want to be able to look from left to right and see, you know, a big vista. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think that that that's the way our brains are wired because of the fact that that was necessary for us to find food and also protect ourselves from, you know, tigers as we were evolving. Mm -hmm. Um, We, we like to take it all in. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, as much as possible, incorporating those elements into where we spend the most time would be helpful. Well, thank you so much, Elisa, for sharing all your tips and like strategies and ways that we can improve our spaces and kind of really gain an awareness of how our space affects us. Because I think once we become aware, it's easy to know that you become aware, oh, my light is blue and maybe I'm having some sleep problems maybe this will help me you know with that and really distinguishing separating different spaces for what we're trying to do in those spaces just having a greater awareness is really helpful so thank you well good you're welcome and if anyone needs help we do offer really affordable two-hour consultations through our website zenspaces.design and so we're we're happy to help Great.